Leslie Roy, are, are you ready for this? Are you ready for today? Uh, yeah, I am. Um, okay. It only took me 10 years, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it only took us 12 episodes. I'm surprised True. it took us to 12 episodes to officially get here. Completely. Where we're going. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is going to be a big episode because it's one of the reasons that we even exist as a podcast. Why we, why we got together as friends. So much of our story has this man interwoven into it. Completely. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and a lot more woven through your story than my story, um, which we're going to get into for real. The key thing is that whether consciously or unconsciously, he's woven through everybody. At least everybody with ears for the past 20 years. So that is why we have finally decided that we are going to discuss the king of pop music as of right now. He doesn't get that title, unfortunately. Michael Jackson has that. Okay, the king of pop songwriting production. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Because he's behind the scenes making it all happen. He's not out the front. So today we're talking about the one and the only Max Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, Pop Kitchen is an incredible podcast between two great friends. You over here, Leslie Roy, That's the me. talented, the beautiful singer, songwriter, artist extraordinaire, and me, Jeff Michael Johnson. <laughs> Another um, god. Uh, what's that? Another god. Oh, you stop this. <laughs> um, and we love to talk about current trends in pop music, break them down. Where did that come from? Where have we heard this sound before? And this all just came out of a conversation, which we're going to talk about even more in depth today, of between two friends, and we decided that y'all needed to listen to it too. So we are so excited that you've decided to join us for this journey. My name is Jeff Michael Johnson. And my name is Leslie Roy. And this is Pop Pop Kitchen. Kitchen. (sighs) All right, folks. Yeah. So this is what happened, right? Well, let's catch up to speed as to why we're here, right? Why we're randomly here on our 12th episode uh, in the middle of November, and we're talking about this thing, right? I mean, I wouldn't even be in America (laughs) without this man. So (laughs) never mind the podcast alone. Also, also, first of all, I have to apologize. I'm fighting this cough, so when I start to like laugh, I get a little wheeze, and then I'm like... (laughs) It's so attractive, everyone. So I apologize if this happens. Um, I will do my best to, you know, keep my voice as sexy, smooth, and pleasant as it ever was. Um, But yeah, so this past week, was it last night, was officially the opening night of this musical um, and Juliet. And Juliet. It did not open here in New York City. Unfortunately. <laughs> it opened here in New York City. I don't know that we would be able to be here speaking, talking um, today. We'd probably still be hungover from the wild, crazy oh night that we would have had. I don't yeah. know. Um, We'd be lost opened, and broke it, in London. Right. It opened in London. And yep. what this musical is, sure, there's a plot line. Who cares? Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a musical based on the songs of Max Martin. Um all right, so we discussed for a second. We're like, well, we have to talk about this. This is a big deal for us because we've been talking about doing uh, something with Broadway stuff for a little while because Leslie, guys, Leslie. Oh, I, I feel bad. I'm nervous I, I have for to tell them. I know. I have tell to tell them. All right, I'm not like crazy Broadway fan, but if I can see a show, I'm seeing a show. And yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit more still on the pop Broadway spectrum, right? I'm not going to big off-Broadway shows. I don't know what's happening. Right. But like, give me give me the big name shows, what's happening. Dear Evan Hansen, Temptations, You're Musical, there. these things. I am there. So 
I'm always trying to get Leslie to talk a little bit about this stuff. And she's like, eh, 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 I don't know any of it. Because, and I've asked her, <laughs> this was maybe, this probably put a stall in our friendship. Getting it did off a little bit. As we were, as we were de- blossoming into friends. It was we were a coworkers. The road. We were blossoming yeah. into friends. And I found out that you have seen one musical <laughs> in your lifetime. I'm sorry. And before I even tell them the musical, what was your reaction? What happened? I fell for asleep. You? I I had, a, I had a great nap though. At a, in a Broadway theater. Yeah, I, I was like like passed out. You fell no alcohol or during the day, asleep. like asleep. You fell asleep? asleep. Yeah. That's another Friends reference. Can you do? Do, do, were you, do we talk about Friends enough? Do you love Friends? We don't talk about Friends enough. Okay. I've definitely watched. Okay, because there's that part when. <laughs> In the in the re getting back together of Ross and Rachel, and she writes the letter, oh, fourteen yeah. pages front and back. Totally. And, and he, he goes, "I fell asleep." All right, that is so off the beaten path. No, no, we actually have a lot of Schwimmer references because he lives on Fifth Street oh, too. Oh, right, Schwimmer. When are you going to come to I this know. podcast and talk about TV theme songs with us, yeah. David Schwimmer? That I see him fun. all the time. Let's uh, be creepy, Dave. Come Dave. on over. Come on. Um, uh, I did what? fall asleep during rent. I didn't, uh, rent. I didn't even tell him what oh, it was. Sorry. Right? Oh, sorry. I that dropped the, the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> it was during it was, rent. Okay, I know. Rent. I get it. It was rent. What'd you call me last night? I called you a bad gay. Ugh, that hurts <laughs> so fell much. fell asleep during rent. I'm sorry. I, maybe I was like, maybe I had like an adrenal issue and I was like really no, sick. don't, no, stop. I probably was because it was during the time that I was touring the album that we are probably oh going to discuss goodness, today. The connection. My own album. So it's all interwoven. But you saw Rent like here on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. It obviously, it wasn't like. It wasn't the, the Lynn, the, like the original. No. No, not Lynn. Not We're him. not talking Hamilton. Didn't he do Rent? No. Yes, he did. No. Who Jonathan wrote, Larson. Who wrote, wrote Rent? Rent? Jonathan Larson. And then he died. He never saw the success of it. It's a sad story. I think Lynn wrote Rent. Shut <laughs> up. Did not right in the heights. In the that's good. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, sorry. I knew there was like an original one. Aw, you're precious, (laughs) Leslie. No, I'm gonna make up for all of this. Idina Menzel. Yeah, like she's original, like Rent Rent cast. Right. So like, there's all those. There's these big names, huge names in Rent. Um, Just so musical (laughs) is not my world, and this is why today is gonna be. It's a little bit of a different show because we're not necessarily discussing one particular song or yeah. artist or breaking down um, like a new album. We are discussing both of our worlds has kind of collided in a very beautiful way that we are both extremely excited about. And Juliet is taking so extremely excited a chunk, not all of it, because that would be impossible. A chunk of the hits from Mr. Max Max Martin, um, one of the greatest uh, songwriter producers of our time. He has had so many hits. Let me just read off. Just, just this read is just off like a what f- a f- is this billboard put out as this top yeah. Max's top 40. Top right? 40. Okay. So we're going to go where I don't even know where to start. Baby one more time. Shake it off. I don't even think of this. Can't feel my face. Bang, bang. I always forget. I always that forget that one. Yeah. Like Dark horse, Domino, California girls. Um, I kissed a girl hot and cold. So what? Um, we are never getting back together. Everybody. Teenage dream. Change of the rhythm. Uh, raise your glass. Since you've been gone, I say that one. It's my life. This is just a, like a bunch of, even some of these. I'm still like, huh? That's it's even. I wouldn't even put it I, in my. I, I didn't realize until so 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 much later. It's yeah. my life. Bon Jovi. Like oh, yeah. like I can hear it now, but. And then the know. biggest one, again, kind of shocker to me. Can't stop the feeling. 
Um, so strong. I would have gone Britney. I would have thought Britney for pure like actual physical sales during right. that time might have been the biggest. But so so that's just a like a touch at Max's catalog, guys. So we haven't even we don't even have the full list of the songs that are attached to the musical well, and Juliet. Well, we it comes the, out we tonight. Have ta- we have, we have a few. the full list. Yeah, we, we have do the, the full list. list. But okay. we are doing this crazy thing where we've not seen the musical no. and we can't even listen to the entire thing. So we have to. We just basically have to talk about Max. And what we're going to do in a couple months yeah. is fly to London. We're going to go to London. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see this thing yeah. and then we'll come back and then we'll talk about it again. We'll do a part in two. All of its glory. We didn't want to do like a minimal. Hey, we think there's this thing that we know nothing about. Right. Episode and try to attempt to talk about a musical that we have no idea about. But we can talk about Max. And we need everyone yeah. to get up to speed. And that's another reason that this has to happen. We're still early in our podcast yeah. episodes. We're at 12. And we reference him every single episode pretty right. much. But we need the full full story of, of Max. We need to talk about some history of Max. And ladies and gentlemen, we have to hear, I am thrilled because there are so many pieces that I don't even know of the intersection of Leslie Roy and Max Martin. Right. Awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's, let's, like let's go. I'm, I yep. know you're a little nervous. Um, That's kind of great. Your, yep. your body language Am I, like, is excited, definitely nervous. different. Yeah. It's fun. I know. You're, I shut off from you. Hold on. I don't know yeah. why. I'm, I'm usually more open. I'm a little. Open up. Open yeah. up your body language. All right. Here we are. We're talking. We're having this conversation <laughs> to each other that the entire world we'll is privy to. to. I think it's uh, just on a side personal. I think it's yeah. time. I've been asked about this for the past ten years, and this is just such a perfect time and with the perfect person to discuss this with. So I'm pumped that this musical okay. came out, even on the fan side. So let's talk just about who Max is. If you're joining us for the first time, you're, this is going to help you on right. your pop kitchen journey facts. anyway. We're just going Max with Martin. Max yeah. facts. Just wic- Max Martin. Max PDF. Facts. Facts facts Martin. <laughs> all of the words, um, all of the puns. So Max, uh, he's born Carl Martin Sandberg in 1971. He was actually originally a singer-songwriter artist himself, um, and he was in a band called It's Alive. It's uh, Alive. The funny thing about this is knowing him now, and oh, as we all do as this kind of pop creator, his band was a bit more on the glam rock side of things. And uh, him still rocking that long hair. He's, he, now he's back <laughs> to having the long hair. Yeah. There was a period of the of the short hair. Um, please see artifacts. Please see Instagram, number one, Leslie number Roy, one. Max Martin picture, which honestly, like I can't get over how adorable both of you are. <laughs> like, cause first of all, what are you, 19? Um, I would have been at 1920 there, yeah. Um, we'll put this back. Leslie put yeah. this on her Insta. We'll get this on an actual post oh, so cool. it's saved. Yeah. I think we need to do that so they can reference it. Also, like... <laughs> I, this picture, like, Max is, like, gorgeous here. Yeah, it's he's different with the long hair, right? Yeah, I, I'm like, Max, I'm sorry. I love everything you do. Cut that hair. You're beautiful with the short hair. It's, he's gone back to his glam rockness, it's, it's for sure. Great. You do whatever you want. You're my favorite singer, song, my favorite songwriter and producer of all time. But yeah. if you wanted to cut your hair and he's I, saw, I yeah. saw pictures like this, that'd be great. Carry on, Leslie. Um, so he was in the kind of gla- he was in this rock band. They were touring around, um, you know, releasing music, and they came across uh, Dennis Pop, P O P. So Dennis Pop, he had Dennis um, too with a, like with, <laughs> with an I Z and a P O P. Like this is pre dollar sign in my name. You know, R- right, he right. is the uh, originator of changing your names. Uh, not the originator, <laughs> but like he really made it like a thing. Um, especially in that world, yeah. Especially in that world. Um, so he had Sharon Records, and eventually, so. Some time went past, and he signed Max and Max's band to Sharon. So it just kind of progressed into Max started working with 
Dennis a lot in the studio. So mm-hmm. he's learning a lot about pop production. There's artist Robin coming in. We got Ace of Bass coming in. Max is kind of starting uh. to progress into the producer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dennis is kind of like his protege. So he changed his name to, he kind of knighted him. <laughs> I, have a, I have a vision <laughs> of him knighting Max. Um, I dub thee. With uh, Pro Tools, like Sir wand of some sort. Max yes. Martin. So he gave him the name Max Martin. And I don't know why I gave it. Oh, well, British. It was a British accent, even though we're all Swedish here in this, whatever. Herdegurder used to be kind of... <laughs> you have to kind of be chef. in that. Herdegurder. Yeah. That's the Swedish chef. And I can say that because... Yeah, they all sound like that. No, they don't. And I can say that because... No one is more obsessed with Sweden than I am. So okay. it's not yeah. an insult. No insults um, so ever. Um, Ace of Base, that's all starting. And then at the same time, over here then in America, we have kind of a bubbling pot in uh, the Zamba, Jive, Clive Calder records oh, is starting yeah, sure. to kind of... They were a smaller label. So Clive mm-hmm. Calder had Zamba and they're starting Zamba. to do Lou Perlman kind of... He's um, a good guy, right, Lou Pearlman? Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet man. Sweet gentleman. Leave your kids with him. All good. <laughs> sweet dude. So we have the j- the z- the jive the jive zamba. Lou Pearlman Backstreet is happening. So mm-hmm. they have formed. They have been signed, and they get sent over to this young producer with with Dennis, and they start working on that album. And people would say, and the rest is history. Rest but is history. that is where it basically started. And they had that album, the back the Backstreet. Spec that we talked about a few weeks ago, which broke yeah. then in Europe, right. and then they worked backwards, and that started here. And then it kind of filtered into Max's hits with Ace of Bass. There was a bit of a crossover with Robin. And mm-hmm, then, mm-hmm. you know, we can get into a really cool story too about um, Jeff Fenster finding, you know, we got NSYNC, they're all signed up, they're getting sent over. Sharon mm-hmm. is pumping out. They've got a kind of a more of a crew now. They've got like uh, Rami Jacob, they yeah. have Andreas Carlson, they uh-huh. have Pear. They're building this kind of little factory of pop music that is starting to penetrate everywhere right. from Stockholm. So NSYNC gets sync, uh, sent over. They start working on it. And it's this has, has created this iconic sound, pop sound, formulaic pop sound that oh, yeah. it affected the world. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna interject with my sidebars here. Perfect. So that's this, like that's this is we're the getting the facts, and we're gonna get yeah. we're gonna get very personal in a lot of this. <laughs> Takes <sighs> sip of Takes. drink. <laughs> I've already downed my hot toddy. Um, um, so anyway, I, I'm just you're saying you're rattling off these names, and yeah. they were all were they all did you meet these all of these humans? Did Rami were they all still yes. around like and yeah. all that? So. First off, funny because I barely know how to say any of these names, but I've seen them. Like yes, I know I've seen, seen them credits. forever. Yeah. And this is who I am, and this is why we, why I say that so much of what we've done and what we talk about dates back to Max and all this yeah. because I am this ten-year-old, okay, who's listening to Ace of Base, maybe eleven, whatever, and like. I don't just listen to the music. Like I owned the CD and I looked through all the track listings and I looked at who wrote this and who produced this and just out of right. pure curiosity of like, okay, is like a band writing this? How does this stuff work? And I always wonder that. And then, you know, fast forward a few years to the boy band and pop of Britney yes. and this world. And I'm like, I'm still doing this now as a teenager. Oh, who wrote this? And you start seeing these names and I'm seeing these names repeated over and over. Oh, yeah. Rami. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how to say this name. Max Martin. And then there's a, um, 
Andreas Carlsson yeah. and many like a list of other some yes. Swedish names that I couldn't couldn't pronounce <laughs> right. and stuff at the on time. Tour. But like yeah, you got on tour in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's great. And I'm like seeing these names, and then this is where I really begin to like obsess over it. Yeah. In a way of like, oh my goodness, these people are here. And they're doing this, and then they're doing this, right. and then they're doing this. And this is what stuck with me at a very young age is this, like, oh, my goodness. These people are the ones, like, making music. This is who I care about. Right. Like, yay, cool. I'm happy the Backstreet Boys are singing it. You do a fine vocal delivery. I get what's happening totally. here. I want to listen to your voice, JC, and all of this. Of course. Of, of NSYNC. He was the best. Come on. At the time, by the oh, way, yeah. best vocalist the boy band 100. saw was JC, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, loving, loving delivery from here, but going, like, oh, this is what I'm way more fascinated with is like you guys behind the scenes that no one's talking about out loud are what I need to know about. So, Well, that was the thing the industry started to, I won't say just take note. It was, it's nice you can have a couple of hits, right? They had Backstreet NSYNC, Britney, but it was the quantity of the caliber of pop songs that was coming Mm -hmm. all at the same time. It, It seemed just never ending. It was literally like just pumping. It's hit after hit and now iconic hits that have lasted like to this time. I'm sure the majority of them will be in the and Juliet. We got to keep coming back to our touchstone of this episode. Sure. But um, the quantity of hits is just, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and Max is definitely, unfortunately, a little bit after, I don't think he even got to see the full extent of the success of Sharon, but Dennis Pop passed away oh, yeah, and no, Max kind of became this like unspoken head of all of this um, little pop army. And then Sharon closed a little bit after that, I think, because they felt it wasn't right to keep it going without Dennis. We might wish to create something a little bit different. And Maritone was formed. They moved studios in Stockholm. Maritone. Staring at a Maritone demo (laughs) CD right now. Um, And that was formed with uh, Max's business partner, Tom. So Rami came along with that onto our pair, pair, all of of the same crew. And, like, I will give him this. Max has always kept the original, like, cast of characters in and around all of his artists that he's ever worked with. He he pulls everybody in. He seems so drama-free. Yeah. Seems so, at least. I mean... mean, uh, yeah, well, we're, yeah, he he is. Yeah, we have more um, to talk about, obviously. So he's kept <laughs> all of those people added added Shellback. He came uh, towards the end of my record. Shellback right. was much younger <coughs> than all of them. Um, added him along the way, but he's kept the majority of them. That's so that's cool. so that formed Maritone. So then we're that's kind of taken us up to the m- early mid two thousands in Stockholm with Max Martin. Yeah. Yep. Sidebar <sighs> on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So. I'm going to just, like, we're going to fly a little bit because there's so much yeah. to cover, right? But I think uh, that's got a good <coughs> ba- basis. If you've never heard of Max, you're yeah, joining yeah, yeah. us for the first time. Right. Kind of the king of what we're talking about. Yeah, right? and like we said, like, we you fly through all these tracks and many people um, who are your, your general casual pop music listener might have heard this name, Max Martin. Yeah. Like, it's not, at this point in his career, it's not, like, completely rare that you've heard of Max Martin. But um, to to see the, the whole breadth and depth of his of catalog hits, yeah. at this point. And like, oh, he was there too. Oh, he was there. Oh, oh. I mean, I'm still doing that. Yeah. I'm still going, oh, I Some forgot Some will this. still oh, pop like, he was there. With I Can't Feel Her Face. I was like, oh, I forgot that one too. Oh, bang, yeah. bang. Yeah, I forgot um, that. That's a weird one for him. Ellie Golding is one of his bigger hits. 
Yeah. The, from the soundtrack. I'm like, right. what? Okay. There's a handful of Ed Sheeran tracks that I, I completely would look past and be like, I wouldn't even think for a second Max is there, but you right. know, he finds his way there too. Yeah. Um, just ridiculous. Um, all right. So yeah. let's. So should we intersect then where I kind of pop up? Uh, yes, yeah, okay. please. This is where I'm <laughs> ca- trying to pretend as though I'm not excited, but like Aww. edge of my seat. Good. Enter Leslie Roy. So yeah, I am. Uh, let me see. <laughs> where, where, do we, where do we want so, to start for you? So just, it was just a mid-2000, going to my teens, where my kind of career started. Back in <laughs> Dublin in Ireland, I was from a musical background. My mom was in bands. I got into music f- very young. I started, I got a guitar when I was about 10 and I started writing pretty quickly there uh-huh. afterwards and doing a similar thing. Starting to pick, obviously I learned all the classic rock stuff because of the obsession with Fleetwood Mac in my home and a lot of Motown stuff. But I started to note, I noticed, obviously I was still a teenage girl uh-huh. in that time. So I'm, Britney Spears is taking over. Avril Lavigne was like, I kind of switched, you know, swayed in a little bit of the rockier stuff too. Right. But I'm like, who is this person? Why is th- why are these names all over this? Yeah. And why are none of my friends obsessed with this? <laughs> like girls in, in Loretta were like, okay, Leslie, but let's just listen to the music. I'm like, but you don't understand. Why are these men on all of these songs? <laughs> like I don't get it. So I'm creating this obsession, like secret obsession with Sweden and um, starting to write and like <laughs> learning how to write. <laughs> you can see it now, right? No, that's yeah, what you're and picturing. I laugh because I'm the same thing. I'm yeah. the same person. And Lord that's why we hit it off. It's yes. just like, we found somebody. This is okay to talk about. You don't, this doesn't bother you. Like I can talk about this for all day long. Okay, great. Totally. Like, that's, yeah. carry on. No, th- that's it. And I was like, I need to find people that I can kind of have the similar um, obsession with. So kind of take me through like 13, 14 years old, I start entering into like competitions and realizing that the only way for me to kind of, okay, I want to be an artist. Like that was starting to become apparent. So I needed to start recording. I needed to write my own songs. From all of the study that I could see, it was, if you can write your own music and you can perform it, get in the studio and that's how you get get going. Like I wasn't following the, the, the kind of American idol that was about to start exploding. So sure, we hadn't sure. hit quite Kelly just yet. Right. We, we're kind of on a parallel. You still what have we, to do I, it the old way of get a record deal. So yeah. that was my education. Like I have to get a record deal. And to do that, I have to write. So I did that. So I started writing and I started getting in the studio. There was a little studio in Balbriggan, Markle Day. He had, a, uh, had the recording studio. So I need, I need cash. We're doing full story, guys. Uh-huh. I started busking in Dublin, Ed Sheeran style. I bust every weekend and I got cash for the studio. I went into the studio, I got a demo recorded. And I did that on and off for a little bit and I okay. started getting in talent competitions. So I'm, I'm trying to speed this along a little bit. So I started working the Dublin talent competitions, got in a bigger talent competition, not the Eurovision, but like our own home country version of that. And through whoever, different musicians that I started to connect with in Dublin. I'm still about 14 at the, uh, <laughs> also at the time. Holy cow. I met um, the head of an indie label in Dublin. So kind of cut to auditions and meetings and just conversations mm. about my knowledge of what I'm educating myself with, um, with the Mac stuff and just pop history. I got a record deal. So I'm in school. I got a publishing deal and record deal. Um, <laughs> I signed my life away on, but I got I got a deal and I started going to the studio in Dublin wh- whatever weekend I could. Started working on demos, real hardcore, like I'm in the studio learning how to write and produce. 
So this is basically my entire teens then, is demos, um, shows. My first showcase with a really solid demo and like press kit was when I was 17 in Arlene's Grocery um, around the corner. And we had, with with the indie label, had set up all the labels to come and see it. We had a band hired from here and we did a showcase and no deal. Nothing, I didn't get signed. People liked it. Like I started to get a little bit of notice um, went back home. I was gutted. I was like, Are oh, all no. all of these songs yeah. at this point mm-hmm. in your career, this is just 100% Leslie Roy? So I actually met um, a guy in Balbriggan, Rory O'Connor, and I should mention, he's like my bigger, biggest mentor be even before I got to Max. Okay. Um, and he sat with me like constantly like he really progressed my songwriting before I got to Sweden so he and I are writing a bunch and Mark Murphy in the studio where so there's about three of us writing these songs okay. um, but a lot of them yeah at, at home myself and we would bring them in to produce them mm-hmm. but those were kind of like that was the little team that I had yeah um, during my teens for all of these demos um, and they really helped me they progressed my writing a lot for that age mm-hmm. So we get these demos. Nothing came from the first showcase, and I'm still not finished high school at this point. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, look, guys, we'll we'll tr- we'll try. We'll do another round. We'll get another kind of four or five songs going, and we'll see who we can get to maybe come to Dublin for a showcase. Right. So we did that. I'm coming towards. This is about a year and a half later. I'm coming towards the end of high school, and there's one particular song on one of the demos. There'll be angels. It was a little bit darker, a little bit rockier, but with synthy, like a little evanescency okay. vibe, um, which I loved. Great song. Um, and that kind of caught the attention of Jeff Fenster at Jive and a couple of other managers and whatnot. So much so to the point that they flew over to Dublin and we did one showcase. And I kind of, looking back, I put a lot of pressure on everybody and I guess I'm sure anxiety because mm. I was like, this is it. Sure. We have to nail this showcase. Well, you're 17? Uh, 18 at okay. this point. So finish, finish in school. I'm like, yeah. this is it. Like I could go to college, but you know, I'd sure. rather this happen. This is what we've w- worked for my entire teens. So we do a big showcase. All the British labels, once they hear Sony's coming over, they all come over. It's a packed like theater wow. in Dublin. We full band, but eight songs and did that for, for Jeff Fenster. And then two weeks later, he came back to New York and offered us a deal. Wow. So signed with Jive Records. Dang. Yeah. So At 18. That's when you so say 18, 19. 19, yeah, yeah. Okay. So did that. Did that big deal. Came over to New York. Did that the whole big thing. We did a showcase in Jive um, on 24th Street before they moved into the Sony building. And we got it started. And, I mean, it took a while to get the whole album together. It was back and forth. Visa issues. Who, who's going to do it? I met okay, with okay. a lot of... We had so many different styles. Like, we hadn't hit on it yet. And then I went to Sweden. And because of Zamba and Jives and Fenster's like connection with Max, mm-hmm. so Jeff signed. We'll do another little Max background. Jeff Fenster found Britney Spears. Okay. Um, he signed her to Jive. Pre obviously me. Um, and so the story goes of "Hit Me Baby One More Time" is that Jeff had, as a lot of the A and R's in Jive at the time had, was Max demos in the drawer, and he'd been sitting on "Hit Me Baby." And he was he talked to Max. He's like, I'm going to send this. We got a new artist. I'm going to send her over to you. I mm-hmm. think she'll work great for that demo. Um, so sent her over. She recorded that. <laughs> so 
that's Fenster. That's my oh. A&R who signed me. So Jeff gets me over. I'm working with a bunch of other so Swedes. So you're like 1920. 20, so yep, we're talking, exactly. what, 2005? Yeah. Okay. Whatever, whatever number. I know you math and years. Are oh, that, terrible. I'm never a strong suit. I'm like, but I'm just putting, mm-hmm. I'm also putting it in context for me and for everyone else of like what's happening and in what pop he's music. doing. Where's Britney yeah. and what's Max? Like what's happening there? So we're looking at 2005, six. So Britney's here. I mean, huge and actually almost She's huge. declining. Britney is on her right? uh, ready meltdown. It's on it's the like on the meltdown kind of runway when right. I when I cue in. We're like because in, around in the zone, maybe kind of an album or something like that. I'm, I don't have my years. Post exactly. probably. We're post so in the zone still. we're okay. getting towards that big ma- shaving the head breakdown. Right. Because uh, I was with Max right. when that happened. So okay. Um. Oh. So the, which is very you bring up a very important point to why I was working with him during this time. Not the only reason, but what he was working on when he was working on my stuff. Yeah. He wasn't on a Britney. He wasn't on a NSYNC. It was this very particular time in Max's right. career, if you look at it on a chart right. of so where like I actually intersect. NSYNC is done. It's not, and Justin's yes. trying to, Justin's doing Justified, Define, which was what, 2003 or 2004. Yeah. And he, they're purposefully leaving Max yeah. and that sound behind. That's not happening on the radio. Yeah. And again, we're just kind of, since you've been gone, had hit. Yeah. So that's give you a style-wise. Okay. Max and Luke had started Max this rock, the Luke pop, pop rock, rock right. guitar sound has right. happened. You and your hand had just happened before I got over. Okay. So that's the sound that Max was in for me to come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also ties into why it made sense. Right. So I go to Sweden and I'm working with a lot of other Swedish, great Swedish producers on demo after demo. And I'm like, Jeff, I thought, that, you know, the plan is to go into Max. He's like, yeah, but we can't push it. He's sent, he's, he doesn't work with, with everybody. Like, you're a new artist, blah, blah, blah. Um, we, we, I don't want to force it. Yeah. So it came time, like Max had obviously talked, everyone was <laughs> like, okay, Leslie's working with everybody, blah, blah, blah. So, I never hadn't met him, I, but I'd done a good few demos with all of his people. And Jeff sent me to a dinner at his restaurant to meet Max. Okay. So I go to his dinner. I'm like trying not to make it a big deal. <laughs> um, and I was with Max and his entire family at his restaurant. So like 15 people. And they're all speaking in Swedish. And I'm like, uh-huh. this is a fucking disaster. Like, I am, this is it. That's it. That's done. He's not going to work with me. I I can't chime in at all. So I just kind of <laughs> sit there and do my very Leslie Roy kept to myself. He talked to me a little bit. Ask me questions here and there, but in a very Max way. I and for what not does everyone, that mean? it's Tell me just what that means. in a. He knows what's going on to the side of him, but he's engaged with the whole group. But he can still check in with you. Okay. He's um. He's he's just very intelligent. Okay, a multitasker. Multitasker, okay. yeah. Um, so he's checking in with me, but he's having his blah blah blah. So the dinner went down. Okay. Like he goes, come to the studio tomorrow. Um, I'll listen to the demos. You know, whatever. Nothing. Nothing agreed upon. Yeah. So we go and listen. He's like, yeah, it's good. I can see where you're going. Yeah, like, you know, Jeff's very excited about the project. Um, Jai was super pumped. Um, he's like, maybe we'll try and write something. So I sit down. I'm like so nervous. I'm like, write the best song ever. Uh, yeah. Um, How do you not feel crazy I know, pressure with but that? I'm like, just, just do it. So we sat down with two acoustic guitars and we started writing. And we wrote the first song, uh, Here For You Now. That's on the on the album. That was the first song we wrote together. And he wasn't. S- I was like, he's he's not really into this. He's. <laughs> I I was like re- trying to read him. I'm like, he likes it. Blah blah blah. So, he asked me to go in the booth. 
lay it down. Um, and you know that I do this, and I do this a lot, and it has it's annoying to write with me sometimes. I don't sing in my natural voice when I'm writing. Or uh-huh. Like I don't, I just kind of na 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 na, getting the melody. I'm not pushing it full force. Yeah. So he wasn't. He was like, whatever. When we wrote it, I got in the booth, and I did like what was on the demos up to that point and what I was hearing in my head, my like rock, rockier real voice. And he left. <laughs> I was like, well, that really killed him. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So he left and he was gone for about an hour. And then he came back in and he called Fenster and he said he was doing the whole album. Oh. So we got me a room in the hotel, like the hotel, like no Airbnbs, like apartment hotel, like around the corner from uh-huh. the studio. And then that started the album. Okay. Full, full backstory we're doing wow real I behind mean, the music on this. this is behind the music i mean it's it's amazing yeah I, this is so much that i've never heard right because i i, I never want to i don't like those people that go on and on and on about a story so i don't oh. ever push it Plus it's okay the, yeah. but this is uh, your story this is my and this is behind the music yeah. <laughs> for sure um so where should we take people that are still listening, hopefully, up to at this uh, right. point. Uh, yeah. ta- uh, as you're talking, just because our, our linchpin always is, is like Max, and I'm, I have questions. I'm curious about this. He's kind of, um, I mean, he's notoriously not, like, it doesn't do a lot of interviews. He's a behind-the-scenes yes. type of a person. He's not much of in the camera, doesn't do the whole personality thing. Right. Um, what is he, uh, as so- writing with him, yeah. the songwriting, and even in that first session where you're just figuring out, like, um, I'm curious of like what what does he do? What does he like? What is in what ways is he pushing you? In what ways is he guiding or not guiding what's yeah. happening? What is he like as an instrumentalist and vocalist? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm fantastic. I mean, here's what I'll tell you. And from the small interviews that people can find for the Max Fanatics, this is not not new news. Mm-hmm. It's melody first, and that was the biggest thing I've learned. It's the melody drives everything. Okay. Yes, you will get some some lyrics together from that melody, and I'll explain to people I- um, a little bit better what that means. But it's melody first. Serve the melody first. As an as a musician, he's a fantastic musician. He'll play whatever. Um, we basically only wrote on guitars, but he would sit down a little bit on the piano. But we only ever had a couple of guitars that we would start with, okay. and he'd start on the track pretty pretty quickly then too, and get a spine, a little bit of the beat going while we're okay. getting the li- once we had the melody. And the hook, then we could start working on the fake lyrics that we'd already kind of pieced together. Sure, okay. But it's melody, melody, melody. Simple. What can everybody sing along to? Okay. And that's what, you know, his his music, I think, will be remembered for. Okay. It's universal. And what else? Um, all right, so what is he also doing? You're there. Um, you're working with him. What is yeah. the other... Um, Again, give us giving. I mean, he's up. He's standing frames. around. He's bouncing uh, no, no, around. No, no, and I yeah. mean, like, what is like? Okay. What are the other big like the projects? Okay. Giving us a pop music timeline. Yeah. Of what else is happening? Like, what is his? Maybe some of his other big focuses, right? Yeah. Where he's kind of okay. In so this project, and right? we touched a little bit on this with Pop Kitchen with Chad Wolf. Yeah. So it's this kind of pocket of time where he's working on t- two smaller albums mm. of new artists. Yeah. Trying a different sound, right. a little bit rockier right. than what he had done in the past. Pink was in and out, finishing up the next things, um, getting ready for what would have been um, So What, coming off the uh, back yeah. of You and Your Hand and that right. record. So it's myself and Chad 
in the A and B studios. I think there was like Gavin DeGraws and like other little things that Max was overseeing what like Rami was working on. Antor was working on Westlife. There was some pop idols coming from England that Max would oversee. Interesting. Uh, Shane Ward, uh, Leona Lewis, these kind of other things. He wasn't in a Britney top of the charts when I went over, which again has been a point of many therapy sessions in my life <laughs> is that i'm sure um and yeah i mean i guess i should have said this at the top of the show guys i hope this whole thing doesn't come across um in a very kind of lower paced uh therapy session of me <laughs> discussing my album because that's not the tone that i have about it no, but no, it's no. just it's a bit more on the behind the hi, behind the scenes right. episode. So that's where he is musically. He's playing it's all guitars. We're doing okay. little hooks on guitars. Um, musically, he I mean he pushed me in every way with my writing. That's not good. That's the next next melody, next melody. That okay. doesn't fit. Phrasing Leslie has to be exactly the same exact phrasing of the first the first sentence. So if mm-hmm. it was yeah against the world the next line has to be exactly the same phrasing but a better lyric to say the same thing you can't change the phrasing okay so it's very very specific right recording vocals it pushed me from a good singer to a fucking great singer the notes some of the notes in that album the time like he really pushed me mm-hmm. he's a great singer he'd go this is how you should sing it and i'd try and get it and try and get it and he was always right he's always right <laughs> <laughs> that's just it right. um he and i argued um and this i've become notorious for this i'm terrible at harmonies to the <laughs> point to the point of him leaving the room because i couldn't get it so um that's so we i def I'm, I'm fantastic at getting a harmony as long as the lead is muted <laughs> okay but i have to that's the only way i can do it i'm terrible at harmonies that's so great um and he hated that he's great at harmonies I'm so cool. good um I'm sure he's good at everything right? so that's we wrote unbeautiful Came to LA for a little bit too, when like we talked about Katie. What year was Unbeautiful released? Like 2008. 2008. I think. Okay. <laughs> Again, I, I should love know that. that. You don't know. Um, 2008, <laughs> Um, and we. You know what's fun is while you're talking in that, Wiki I'm gonna again. Wikipedia you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's amazing. Um, yes, yeah. 2008. Okay. Great. So we released that uh, first single was I'm Gone, I'm Going. Uh, I could probably talk about that for 20 minutes, but we won't. Um, not my choice for the first single. I right. wanted it to be unbeautiful. unbeautiful. Yeah, that broke by itself then out of Texas and took us on a whole other journey. Um, unbeautiful yeah, was Texas. breaking. Yeah, it was Z Z100. It was actually we were hitting all of the radio stations. It was happening, and then after about a year, a year and a half of full radio touring, and it just about to tip. Again, I told you guys before at the Katy Perry, the exact same timing. Unbeautiful was just about to chart uh, properly, and the deal disappeared. It was gone overnight. So <laughs> it was gone. That was it. Yeah. What? Some business issues happened, and I'm so glad I have this platform to discuss this because I have been asked this question right. for the past how many eleven yeah, years? We're at 11 what happened, so. Leslie? Um, right. Every session I've gone on. Any room I'm ever in, any music party, what happened? Right. Um, the answer is, the honest answer is, I don't know. I It was all starting to work, and then some business things happened with both of the labels, 
and it was gone. What did, um, like specifically, what did that look like? How did you, you got a phone call that said yeah. you're dropped? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I got a phone call. It was gone. And I like, I definitely, and again, guys, we're going to get a little mental healthy. <laughs> I was 22 and I'd oh worked on this, as you now know, from like 14 on. I was completely right. gutted, like new in New York, America still. I fortunately, and I'm still to this day, had Lauren. You guys haven't met. Um, yeah. I had my wife, and she definitely, for the following, the two years after that, definitely helped me survive, I will say, because I was completely lost, because I'd put my entire self-worth and everything into into that, and that's okay. Um, but I had some, it's, there's some people too, I, I have to say, Shari Reich from from Jive who was there from when I got signed she really helped me out too she kept me connected enough to when I wanted to start again she got me to where I needed to be um because there was a bit of um and sometimes I still get it but there was a bit of a I'm not going to touch that project because I don't know what happened so there was this kind of a weird feeling of blacklistedness and that could be just a feeling for a time um until that kind of you know, right. changed. So it took me like, I'm uh, probably still to this day, <laughs> still working on it, but it took me sure. a while to just wrap my head around. I'm never going to get a real answer of what actually happened. And yeah. That's a lot. Like that's a lot to sit there. And I just want to, yeah. not that I can fully empathize with you, but like understand like that feeling of like moving up to here and you, you got a lot of what you worked for. You got, you were yeah. working with these, yeah. the, the greatest, right? Completely. And to not have to just not, and then we're just like done and done. not have yeah. a, okay, we're not yeah. going to do, we're not going to try it. And it, okay, oh, we're just done. Completely. What, w- what was weird. And I only noticed it a few years ago. Um, and it's so strange unbeautiful lyrically if anyone's listened to the song um like my biggest one my biggest song um is all about why the person leaves you and not understanding why was it something that i said was it something that i did because i gotta know what made me unbeautiful so i sometimes spiritually think i wrote it into existence um because i'll never know and that's why that song related to so many people (laughs) and i kind of fully lived it so that i was I don't know what happened, but for what it's worth, for the for what I learned and for what I got to experience touring and performing and who I've worked with, my life to this day, the fact that you and I get to talk about this and now I'm creating a podcast, the writing that I have written, the songs I've written for other people, what I've learned from him and the great opportunity that I got from that album is that irregardless of it, music will always be my passion and I'm so like I'm beyond blessed to have had that record mm-hmm. yes if you compare it because we're human <laughs> right. to Katie and all of the hits that we just talked about right. no it did not chart or succeed the way those did and that's okay <sighs> alright <laughs> so I'm looking at this list now of what is listed as the Billboard number one singles. For whatever reason, Billboard is still like the standard of what we call a number yeah. one song mm-hmm. in, um, in at least the U.S. 
And it's a very interesting list of 22 songs of Max all, that Max uh, at least co-wrote. And um, a few things that I noticed right off. Um, one is that what I would call his, what I would lean at as quote-unquote most successful time, and maybe this is just personal bias. Right, maybe I your favorite. The boy band, the yeah. new era. The, there are two songs that are listed from here. Only yeah, two songs. Mm-hmm. Baby One More Time, and it's going to be me. And then the next very interesting thing is the years that we're talking about yes. with you. Max has no number one hit until 2008, an eight-year gap yeah. where I, I Kissed a Girl comes along and we're going. We finally swung back yeah. to kind of a more pop-pop sound, not a rock-pop sound. Music yeah. Is like Cheesy forgiving. Pop exploded Cheesy with, pop with exploded. Gaga and Katie in 2008. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Katie created this persona again yes. that was Cheesy Pop. We're, we're good with it again. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's very interesting. And as we, as Chad talked about yep. in um, one of our earlier episodes, earlier as though we're, like, so deep into <laughs> our episodes. Episode um, 4,000. <laughs> um, like, referring to that era with you guys as the deleted years. And it's, right. I mean, that's cr- it's funny to see it as our context for today is Max Martin and to see in his career of list. Like, that, those are the years that there yeah. is a gap. Because we have 1999, we have 2000, and then we have 2000. And then it's a couple in 2008, a couple in 2009, a couple in 2010, three and 11, three in 2012. 2000, like, we're hitting every year up until 2016 yeah. from then and finding the sound again. So we have that gap. Um, a couple other things that I noticed from this list. What I would call pure opinion, but again, mm-hmm. the things that we say on this podcast mm-hmm. are absolute truth. We've decided that. <laughs> okay. remember, remember we decided that rule. <laughs> Obviously kidding. But um, okay. I want it that way is not on here. I know. It's weird, right? Is that did, Was that not a number one song? What, Quit what is playing the thing? games, right? No. Not on there. Backstreet has no listed number one. Now, here's Where? my question. Maybe I'm wrong. Did he not write that? Was that only produced? No, he co-wrote those. No, 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 no. Um, he co-wrote those. So it's like, I can hear him singing them. You know, that he co-wrote is, those. I mean, even to this day, I want it that way is bigger than most of the song, the songs, most <laughs> of the songs on this list. Yeah, it's definitely written by Max, Andres, and Christian. Um, but yet it's not on this list. Uh, then we have other songs, three by Britney Spears. I, I literally can't come up with that right now. I don't. Okay, okay. Hold it against me. Which one was that? That so that was her re-entry Max. So okay. there was a period of time Max wasn't on any Britney right, stuff. Right. Again, she kind of did her own Justin working with the Pharrells. I'm going a little yes. bit urban. I'm, uh-huh. She's doing the Blackout album, which. By the way, I love Blackout Up. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Claude Kelly was on a lot of that stuff. But so hold, hold, hold it against me is Max's resurgence back with Britney, having taken that that big chunk. Okay. Um, but the yeah, the Britney. I mean, I remember Jive had like a few weeks booked with uh, Max, Luke, and Britney, and basically that was those were the few weeks where she went off and shaved her head. So they were like. Well, Leslie's in town. She can fill up the spot. So you guys need to finish that other song anyway. So, uh, so Brittany was like having a meltdown. I'm like, hey, guys, I've got my guitar in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just record that other? Can we, can we, um, can we do that 
that harmony? Oh, my God. <laughs> Max is like, oh, f- like, I mean, I created Britney. Britney's having a meltdown. You know, that's great. I can't speak for that. But no. um, that was I'm kind of in that time period when, you know, Britney was having a meltdown. So hold it against me. Yes. Is his okay. reconnection back to Britney. But then the um, California girls, we've got yeah, all Yeah, we that. have a lot of. And then the other Katie, one yeah. that surprised me like crazy that's not on this list is Since You've Been Gone. Like, my life would suck without you is on here. Since you've been gone is not listed as a... So it must so, not hit one. So it gets us into this discussion, and this is kind of what we were talking about earlier with the mics off. Um, yes. This weird um, thing, and this is both light and heavy simultaneously, of, like, what success gets labeled as in the music world, yep. in the art the Western, world, in, yeah. in all of that. Like, yep. anything that's uh, more subjective... Right, like what is success? Anything that has a dollar attached to it. But, right. But like in some weird way, ultimate success, again, how to label this. In this case, what I'm going to try to refer to is like this number one status, okay? Yeah. Gets to be viewed as success, whereas other, anything below that is runner up and Mm -hmm. just less than and less than and less than. Yeah. And it's this whole ranking system. Again, Completely. I mean, we're literally looking at a list Rank, of like yeah. number one rankings. Um, so it's like there, but yet coming from this list, there are songs that are culturally bigger than anything on this list. Yeah. Maybe not anything that, than most of the songs on this list and most other songs. I want it that way. Since you've been gone, not on this list. Yeah. Um, yet they did not achieve this quote unquote success, success yeah. of the number one. Yeah. Um, and so what that talks about is like, we were talking about why you you get yeah. asked this question. And yeah. there is this what sucks and sitting across from you as your friend, mm-hmm. what sucks is that I know that people do this. I know that people do this with my job. I know that people do this all over in any version of art mm-hmm. that you haven't attained it. Mm-hmm. You are not successful. Right. And you get looked at with a a pity mm-hmm. or something yeah something that we negative. would categorize Anything in the ne- negative, negative world category, yeah completely right? where i like what i see is like what i can see as a, a friend of yours and hopefully we can do this for our friends and the people in our lives <laughs> yes. is like what i can see is like fuck <laughs> you did this incredible project something that i think is so amazing something that i attained to in many ways and you got to write you got to work with literally heroes of mine greatest in the business the stories that come out of it and i'm like i wish that culturally i wish that socially we could Mm. look at that in such a healthier more positive way Mm -hmm. and say like look what you did Mm -hmm. oh my god congratulations that is amazing and like, and let it be as positive as it can right. be because it is positive. Right. And it created your story. It yeah. is a very, it did, it did not solely create your story. It is a big part of your story. Oh my God. So right? big. Well, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. I, I, that, that means the world. And, you know, I really do. I do appreciate that. And it took me, um, and it's taken me uh, very many years to get to that place of seeing this gorgeous album. And that that girl who's standing with Max with his haircut and like, 
loving mm-hmm. it and appreciating it and being so grateful for it and the life that I've created after that and right. seeing that it wasn't what I imagined when I was 15 and all mm-hmm. of the things that the label imagined and the money that we spent on it, it wasn't that and it I had to follow the arrow in a different direction But and it, it took me a while. I am there now and I, I am so grateful um, with right. where what it has come to and for, yeah, for the people that I meet in the future that still have that question for me. I understand why they have that question. Sure, it's sure. talking about Paul McCartney and John Lennon. I would want to ask it as well. So <laughs> I get right. it. But for ma- very many years, my early 20s, I, I was very wobbly, oh. very dark. Um, and you're so young. <clears throat> I mean, to have to have come through that and like to have all of that experience and like this whole this whole part of your story to have already happened by like to, to a chapter have closed in a sense like 22 to have this by 22 <laughs> yeah. like and i chose you know uh maybe i'm a glutton but i chose to stay once i kind of got back on my feet after sure. a very dark period here um and again messages guys if you want to talk about <laughs> mental health i am here for you i know depression and i can say that um yeah. i'm openly saying that um i chose to get back into it i chose to take what i learned from him his fucking genius formulas and his amazing work ethic mm-hmm. and my own amazing work ethic. And I started again. I went down to Nashville and I studied their formula and I learned how their storytelling differed from the Swedes. And I combined that and I started working with a great publishing company. I got another publishing deal and I proved that I could start again. Right. And I did. <laughs> and then I went to, I started writing for other artists. I had some great co- couple of little good cuts with other people and once I started to prove to myself that I wasn't one physical CD that might not have attained what I should have attained, and once I got rid of that story out of my head and saw that I can write these great pop songs myself, for myself, for other artists, mm-hmm. and show other people how to do it, once I got to that place in my late 20s, I mean, um, or kind of now, yeah. I can, I've learned... I don't know, my greatest gift out of all of this might be that I am stronger than any of that success or fame because I don't need it Mm. now. I Mm. needed it when I was 21. I wanted that love and that success. And now I've learned to fill that, whatever that gap was that I had as a kid, I don't know, that I was trying to fill it with a number one hit, but I've learned to fill that with just complete gratitude and love for music and that be it closed. I don't mm-hmm. need anything else from it. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean. That's a lot. Um, I hope that makes sense to people. And I know there's children starving on the streets and a Max Martin album is not an issue. But we are a pop music <laughs> podcast. So. It's good. You don't have, you don't have to lighten it. It's great. It's, I, I love it. <laughs> there's, um, yeah. there's space for everyone's anxiety, right? Right. Um, and yeah, it's not anxiety. It's, I'm so people that message and say i love um i'm gone i'm going i just heard it in forever 21 i love that video uh-huh. blah, blah. like great yeah, yeah yeah i touched people right awesome <laughs> For sure. that was the original goal right so right yeah. no that's that's a beautiful story um it, it, it is. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. And I know that's a lot like for you to share, especially yeah. in this context. Like, yeah. I've never like outwardly on anything where a large groups of people could possibly hear. I've not done like interviews um, or anything. 
with like the full story of it. So I'm really glad that this is happening now. Maybe in this 10 year kind of anniversary turnaround, it's time to maybe for people that were like, oh, I really love that album. I would have loved the second one. Was she just a bitch and disappeared? <laughs> That's not what I wanted. I wanted. She is not a bitch. <laughs> I wanted to do record. a second one. I wanted to do a third one. Yeah. It's just it's not what my uh, it's not what the universe had planned for me. Right. They had other war uh, demons for me to battle and sure. to get to this beautiful podcast and to meet beautiful people like you mm. and talk about music. Yeah. And discuss it. And that doesn't ever mean that like Yeah, it anything, doesn't mean anything else. It just know, means that. Right. That. right. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. like we can the new chapters are continually being formed and I'm always still gonna proud you because I get to hear these incredible <laughs> demos that the world has never oh, heard yeah. that I <laughs> I love, by the way, like I always love hearing you. Leslie will send me a <laughs> demo and be like, oh, this was the thing I had on my, and I'm like, oh my God, that's the greatest thing. I love hearing it. And she's like, I'm so sorry I sent that to you. No, I want to hear these all the time. Um, I love the, well, so, speaking of demos, I w- while we're on the Max episode, yes. c- talk about someone who, who did fantastic demos. Because he sang like he all, sang of all, demos, all of his demos, right? So that's like, that's the, when I go back to the Fenster song uh-huh. in his drawer. I... He's not ever gone on record or too much, but like musicologists have talked about this and I know because I have his demos and I have been with him (laughs) for recording demos. The boys and Britney went over and they copied Max's. What Max created in his head that changed culture is Max going, (laughs) it's a grown man in his 20s (laughs) singing into the mic with his face in a way that he didn't care that he looked crazy. He created Britney's sound. Uh-huh. Justin, what he's gonna be May. There's a reason he's in there is that he's copying a demo. Right. Oh my god. And that is to uh, me one of the many that's geniuses right. of that's a Max. Genius. Created not only the melody, the lyric, and the tracks, he created essentially their vocal character. Yes. And, you know, it's it, uh, the, the genius and the... I mean, I'm also going to throw in maybe a humility to it. I don't know him. Um, but to even more so just on a genius side of knowing yeah. what's going to work, it's like creating that sound, creating this demo, but also knowing he's not the right one still to deliver right, it to the totally. world. Yeah. To say, this is what it should sound like. But you know what, Brittany, you're, the way that you do it is going to work yeah. better. And doing that for people... Yeah. Um, which is, it's so strange because, again, I think we've talked about this a little bit. We, yeah. We've definitely talked about this outside of the mics again. <laughs> but this, this idea that it might not be the best quote-unquote voice in the world. It might not be Whitney or Mariah or Celine and their perfect vocals when yeah. they were at the peak of yes. their game, like delivering this song. It's Britney Spears. But you know what? Mariah couldn't have done Baby One More Time. No. Like, it, it needed... That weird baby oh. thing. The perfect storm of Britney with that song and that sound and the video is... I, I'm sure yeah. cultural things will happen over over the next 50 years, but that is in its own special place. No one else could have done that and done the baby thing better than how she copied his demo uh, vocal. Right, Britney right. copied Max's demo <laughs> vocal. <laughs> Britney was created in Sweden before she went and recorded it. Now that shit blows my mind. Right, that's you know, so and funny. Even I, down to on the other side, like the since you've been gone demo, he's not in the, he's in the. Since you've been gone, he's still up there in the high part. To know how to do 
to have in your head. What this song needs is a sound, right? Yes. Because he's not doing Britney since you've been gone. He's not like he's no, not he, doing a Britney style, and since you've been gone, it's a completely different voice. Yeah, he's waiting for me to do it. No, yeah. <laughs> no it, it, he had something else. And then with Clive, Clive, same thing. It's like, oh, well, this works for this girl who just won American Idol. Yeah. Even though she doesn't want it, it works for her. <laughs> right. And doesn't understand it, and doesn't think it's a hit. This right. person should sing that and hit that note. Again, she's never, in my opinion, created the same, vi- recreated that same vibe that Max took on that song for her. I feel like she's subconsciously tried to. You and I discussed this uh-huh. of consciously, subconsciously trying to recreate a sound you've had on a song before. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like the, are we in a, what do you call it? You always talk about it in a, we're filming a film of a film. Oh, I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. So, That's all. I, you know, she's copying Max's demo. Right. That's so interesting. Um, and it's it's funny because when as soon as I heard about the musical, yeah. Okay. The the first thing that I thought about was okay. I love Broadway. Let's get let's be clear. Yes. I love Max Martin, but I was actually at first terrified, not excited because terrified because yeah, my brain I'm, went. What if it's bad? Oh my God! Is am I gonna get a Broadway vocal doing "Baby One More Time"? I think I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> probably felt <laughs> that. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm so terrified. I will tell you this: uh, of the songs that I've listened to and the dem, like of the stuff, like it's it's gonna work. It, yes. wor- it works yeah. for what's happening. Yeah. It's definitely different, and yeah. that'll be very interesting to see how that translates in that context because. We're still doing some of it, though. Like, that is one thing that I noticed that is different than a lot of other jukebox-style musicals. Jukebox-style meaning, like, we're taking a catalog of songs from someone and making a musical out of it. Like Green Day, you were telling me. Like Green Day did, you know, anything. Like, we're doing a Tina Turner biopic musical, whatever you call that. So you try and squeeze a script into, like, a pre-existing... Like album or artist. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that term yeah. yesterday. So a juke okay. bo- yeah, exactly. So a jukebox musical cool. of all of so-and-so's songs. We've done this with so many artists. Billy Joel's had one. Elton, I think, had... El- I mean, like Rocketman. Biopic is like... Yes. It's like you're doing this. Anyway. Um, yeah, the Rocketman movie was like done like a jukebox musical. Like they forced the songs back into the timeline. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like accurate to timeline. Anyway. Interesting. Um... So I'm thinking as a jukebox musical of Max Martin. You're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, this terror. Um, (laughs) But I listen to a handful of them, and they stick truer to a Max style, an original production pop style, than most other jukebox musicals have. And that's that's just to speak to what Max is. Yeah, perfectionist. Exactly. It's not like it was just a song that was handed off to somebody else that was handed off to somebody else and Max wrote this thing and produced it over here. It's like there was a perfect thing created with sound, with production, with instrumentation, with vocal, with vocal pronunciation, with the way that I'm pronouncing may instead of me. Yes. Like we're down to these weird sciences of this formulaic pop. And so to hear that even in a, Different delivery. We're, we're, of course, taking a slightly different take on it, but sticking truer to some of the original stuff, mm-hmm. a la what Max did in yeah. this and Juliet musical than I've heard in most yes. other jukebox style yeah. musicals. So that's just yeah. a testament to... So him. Yeah. He is a... admit Like, he admits that he's perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I've seen him produce. Um, he will dot every I, cross every T. 
so to speak, right. of every part of the song. So it makes total sense that he had a very strong hand in all right. of this. And that we bought our tickets. We are so excited that both of our worlds... I think, actually, Jeff, you and I created this subconsciously because I said, <laughs> I will go with you to Broadway, but like, I wish I need something like a bit more... like. I don't know, like Max, Maxish. <laughs> right. And then uh, this frantic text during mm. the week, like he probably dropped his phone like five times trying to send me the text of Anne Juliet. Like I'm in like a different meeting. I'm like, everyone stop. I need to leave the room. There's a Max Martin musical. What the fuck? So that was our week this week. Um, that was our week. Um, you will be getting this podcast as the full uh, listing, track right. listing of songs for the Anne Juliet. Because that comes out officially tonight, the full album, yeah. the full um, London recording of the album comes out tonight at midnight. If you haven't um, guessed it and you don't know, it's the, we've t- said, ju- we've not talked about the plot. What we know about the plot is it's the continuation don't of, <laughs> don't cares. It's like if Juliet didn't die. The story Basically, of Romeo and Juliet <laughs> happened and Juliet didn't, didn't die. die. Whatever, I don't care. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's the plot. Sure. However, you can get Max's songs all together on a stage. And also the so I mean the track listing exists and I'm I'm staring at what it is. Five though. But um oh where to go, where to go to go. Um but here's my biggest question, and this is what I need answered and we'll have answered by tomorrow. There the last track, which is written, which is track eighteen and track thirty, is called One More Try. And all of our Max obsession we couldn't find this one. Yeah. So we have. Do we have a new? Must be song <laughs> for this. Yeah. It must be. So we're a little excited about that. Um, I mean, I'm looking at this track listing and I'm Read getting a so few. happy. Read a few. Uh, I mean, we're starting. It's it's the big ones. Like we're starting with Larger Than Life, and then I want it that way, and then Baby One More Time. Like right off the bat we're just like wham bam yeah. bam and then we're showing me the meaning of being lonely and we have show me love in there uh, i'm so curious of what we're doing with i'm not a girl not yet a woman <laughs> that is going to be a very interesting, interesting choice we've got since you've been gone is in there oops i did it again of course um we do have can't feel my face and that's the way it is like i'm kind of surprised that's the way it is made it in there celine's yeah and that's the way which by the way is so that's the way it is i want it that way part two and i'm here for every second yeah. of it um yeah shape of my heart stronger fucking perfect roar and then our can't stop the feeling of course uh like I was so nervous when I heard about this, and then I watched the two-minute, three-minute trailer, and I was smiling from ear yeah. to ear because these songs get, God. are so good. It doesn't yeah. matter. These songs are so good. Yeah. Um, so we will have a reprise podcast of Anne Juliet uh, come March, and we can't wait to share with you all of our thoughts. Um, wait. What's your what? favorite Max song? What's my favorite Max song? You're doing it to me? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm even, I, I don't even know you. that I'm ready for it. Ah! How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? I just tried to get ahead of you this week. <laughs> um, okay. Can I? Uh, you know you know who I am. I have to do two things. I have to tell you what I think is, like, the best. And then there's, like, a personal favorite. Um, which I have to. <laughs> oh, um. I have to make sure he wrote it. Here's the here's the honest truth. He <laughs> produced it. I'm positive, but did he, he officially this. write it? I think and this I'm is looking, Andreas. So, so what I think is the greatest, like culturally the best, the Max song. It's I want it that way. It's it is it is yeah. pop perfection. It is genius. Um, I just like I can't 
there's nothing <laughs> as a pop song. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it works. I hear you. But my favorite personal favorite though, yeah. He did. He co-wrote and produced. Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> Britney Spears. Lucky. Oh gosh, guys, guys I am aware. I know. Mock me all day long, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's lucky. She's a star, but she cry, cry, cries in the lonely heart, thinking, oh, like so good. Boom, boom, boom. Ah, uh, I. We didn't even. Early morning, she wakes up like, and it is the my favorite, almost laughable but perfect Britney delivery of that maxi sound of the baby sound. Well, he even said it. He he like he says that that her vocals got even better than on the second album because he was pushing it. He was pushing her so hard, um, and she just started. Once you learn what what he wants vocally, then you can start to do it. Like by the end of recording, okay. too, you can you were on it. Like you're just on the pocket. You see him in the window through the thing, and he does this backhanded thing where he's showing you the click with his hand. And I can oh do a video, gosh. and you you better be on that click, or he's like no, <laughs> no, okay. no, and he'll keep stopping you until you're perfectly on it. Like yeah, he's had songs where you hear all the auto tune, but for the most part. He makes you get it right. Um, culturally, my favorite. Um, yeah, I think culturally, like hit me, hit me, baby. And no, in America, we can't call it that. It's oh, oops. baby, one more, one more time. Baby, one more time. Hit me, baby, sounds horrible. Sorry, right? no, I know, baby, one more time. Da, 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 I got to think of Barry Weiss. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and then since you've been gone, because again, those those two kind of changed like a lot of different musical things. You said since you've been gone. Well, she didn't write it. I know, but it's a Max Martin song. I know, I'm it's a good so, song. Oh, yeah, it karaoke. Is a good song. Yeah. It's a good song. It's like in my pop rock wheelhouse. Oh, sure um, it is. Those are oh. culturally, and then personal fave. Hey, personal fave. Ah, uh, let's hear it. Do it. It should be my own song. It with should Max. be. It and should what be. we put into it, my favorite Max Martin song, personally, and I don't care if I get slack from this, is unbeautiful. Good. I think it's great, and I think it's a great song, and I, what we're going to do instead, you ready? I'm going to make this decision, <laughs> and you're going to do it, Okay. is we're going to close out with that song and All not right. our theme song this no time. No problem. Oh, my there goodness. There we go. Guys, this was an incredible episode. Leslie, um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for oh, being real with us and honest and sharing some of this story and going yeah. on this wild ride. I truthfully... Like, love hearing these stories. And I'm not just saying this in front of a microphone. I love hearing these stories. And I love more so hearing your story. <sighs> Guys, so I'm, I'm tearing up for the fifth time in this episode. Jeff, uh, no. Wh- who else would I do this with? <laughs> Thank you for doing this I'm with glad. me. My, it is my honor. We cannot leave this episode without telling you once again that we're having our huge Christmas show Woo. on December 8th at the Gray Mare here in New York City. Follow our Instagram. Check out our Eventbrite for registration and tickets and get there. You do not want to miss this show. We are going to have so much fun. Y'all, we appreciate that you're listening to us. Send us your messages. Send us whatever. Send us your love. Send us your hate just so we know you're out there. <laughs> we can handle it. We're fine. We send us anything. <laughs> <laughs> We've been through some stuff. We can take it. Fine. Yeah. Tell us what you hate. Whatever. Just tell us you're listening from wherever <laughs> realms of the world you are listening. We want to know. The Philippines, we love you. We love you. Um, so please, let us know. Give us your feedback. Thank you so much. You guys mean the world to us. Um, Leslie, thanks again for sharing your story. Thank you for listening. You are Leslie Roy. 
And you were Jeff Johnson. <laughs> that blew my mind. And this was Pop, Pop Kitchen. Kitchen. Don't hang up. Can we talk? So confused. It's like I'm lost. What went wrong? What made you go? Don't pretend. You don't know. This is me. I'm unchangeable. When did we fall apart? Or did you lie from the start? When you said it's only you, I was blind. Such a fool, thinking we were all.